what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small businesses with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, things have changed a lot since our last podcast. We're going to be sharing some ideas with you for managing your business during uncertain times. Our guest today is a consultant who works with startup businesses to manage supply chain and technology risk. His name is Peter Weiss. Peter is an old friend who also is working from home in New York City. So we're going to be asking him about having the shift into telecommuter mode. And we'll also ask him about what life is like working and living in New York during the coronavirus health crisis. And finally, we'll be sharing some small businesses of the month with you where you can we'll highlight some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. Welcome, my name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I am the director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who's the Dean of the School of Workforce Productivity and the Arts at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, we're, this is our first remote Zoom podcast. How are you doing uh, in a virtual way? I'm really excited. I'm learning so much more about technology than I ever knew uh, a month ago. And so this is just the next step in my development. Well, um, you look good. I can see you. You I look can, better on a computer than you do in person. That's what my that, wife tells me too. Yeah, I get that a lot. I get that yeah. a lot. So anyway, no, it's, it's, it's good to see you. And, and uh, it has been a challenging time for everyone out there and, and uh, working in the community college environment. You've been very busy working with people to shift from seated classes uh, and, and moving things to an online environment. How, how are things going uh, from an educational perspective? Challenging is a good word, but I have to tell you, I'm very excited about how well our faculty and directors have worked over the last month to move. It's been out of our comfort zone, and uh, but people have reacted really, really well. And, you know, when we shift um, from a seated to an online, uh, one of the things I was talking about in my last meeting just that just ended is it's not just online, we're doing a lot of things so that students are seeing their instructors. We're doing Zoom classrooms, we're doing WebEx classrooms, and it's, it's going extremely well. Now, it's like everything else, not everybody's come along as quickly uh, as others, but we've really seen a great reaction. I feel really good about it. We're going to be a different college uh, a few months down the road when we come out of this because people are doing things that they've never done before. Uh, the one challenge for us has been labs, where you do welding and you do machining. Uh, trying to make that uh, switch to online has been a challenge. But the combination of moving our classroom or lectures to online or Zoom has worked out really well. well That's well, probably I, more than you wanted to know, but I'm excited to be saying that we are doing some really good things. Well, I, I, I guess 
I guess part of being an entrepreneur is taking risks and being willing to try new things. And sometimes we do that by choice. Sometimes we do that because we have to. But uh, you know me, I've come technology being uh, drugged that way. But now I'm excited about it. I do WebExes all day long. Well, I, I still don't think you're qualifying uh, for early adopter status quite yet, but uh, we're, we're glad that you're making progress. So, so right. keep, keep up the good work. Uh, so a lot of the work that our small business center network is doing throughout the state of North Carolina is trying to provide support and assistance to small businesses, which you know we're taping this in late March. And because of the coronavirus and lockdowns and social distancing, Many, many small businesses are hurting and are, are being challenged uh, by the economy and just uh, an accumulation of, of some general advice that uh, we hear from our small business centers, which is probably good advice during any time, but just so much more important at this point in time. Uh, number one, you really have to be focusing on your cash flow right now. And, and goodness knows we probably said on this podcast, many a time that cash is king, but particularly right now when you're not totally sure what your revenues are going to be and how you can control your expenses, you know, trying to estimate your revenues and get some sense of the trend, trying to figure out where you can reduce expenses where possible and really manage your cash situation becomes so important. Um, you know, so, so work on those cash flow projections and, and uh, you know, try to understand where you're at. Uh, secondly, communication, and I'll say first, when it comes to dealing with lenders and your banks, um, uh, not responding to calls is about the worst thing that you can do at this point in time. You really have to have good communication uh, with your lenders and your banks, and uh, there are going to be a lot of people having issues out there, and in all likelihood, your banks are going to want to work with you. But uh, if, if they don't hear from you, that's, that's a good thing to them. Yeah, if you're, if you're not talking, that scares the hell out of them. So you, you want to be talking to people and, and, and maybe your business actually, you, there are certain businesses that might have more opportunities in this situation. You're, you might have opportunities to uh, improve your financial situation or, or open up a new line of credit. So that would be a good thing to consider as well. And Going further, communicating with employees and communicating with your customers, uh, you know, they need to know any changes in your businesses. Um, we'll be talking to Peter here in a moment, and, and New York is under a lockdown order. You know, we're in Catawba County, North Carolina right now, which is not under a lockdown, but certainly people are being encouraged to practice social distancing. So, you know, if you're a business that's not under lockdown, it's still important to really be communicating safety practices, what you're doing to make sure that uh, your place of business is, is being cleaned and sanitized and, and how you're making sure that your employees, you know, if anyone has any symptoms, it's not going to come into work uh, just to provide some reassurance to people that uh, it's a safe place to be. And uh, sort of related to cash flow, I'll say try to reevaluate your break even point, you know, based on any changes you can make to your expenses and try to assess where you need to be cash flow. And, and uh, you know, Gary uh, on our Zoom is now showing that he's got a bottle of Lysol that uh, he is very proud to, to share with everybody. And, uh, and my wife has taught me well. Yeah. Well, you're one of the cleaner people I know, Gary. So anyway, 
So these are these are just some things to be thinking about as you go forward. And and Gary, don't know if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share on that uh, those things as well. Well, I think the communication again. I was talking to you before we got on, and again, I'm have been late to the technology show, uh, but feel really good about WebExing. I mean, we're WebExing all day long, all week long, uh, staying in constant communication with our directors, obviously you and I talk a lot already, but making sure that we're talking to our faculty and our students so that, and it's the same thing with our customers, because our students are our customers and our business partners too. Uh, silence is a scary thing to me and so just everybody else I expecting people to talk to me and they stop talking then I worry that there's a problem may not be it could be technology but we want to get in touch with people as quickly as possible uh, whether it's a faculty having a technology problem or a student even more important I think students need to hear from us more than ever before just like our customers do and of course the banks uh, for our small business uh, clients need to hear from our small business businesses so that they know that there's nothing wrong. I mean, they know their challenges, but that they know that uh, we're talking because if we're talking, we can make uh, plans and solutions that we can't otherwise. I mean, it's, it's corny, but it's true. Communication is as cash is king. Communication is king in this type of environment. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Well, I, we're, we're, we're pleased to have a, a guest with us today who um, is also Zooming in with us. And, and I'm going to uh, welcome uh, my friend Peter Weiss to, our, uh, to the Entrepreneur Exchange. Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Peter is a consultant who lives in New York City, where he works with firms to assess and manage technology risk supply chain risk, uh, and works on disaster recovery. Until recently, he had an office in New Jersey. And I guess you still have an office in New Jersey. You're just not able to visit it at this point in time. Uh, uh, all New Yorkers are staying in place. So he's now a telecommuter with uh, working out of his New York apartment with his wife, two kids, one dog. Uh, so Peter, uh, welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange. Uh, and, and just... Uh, or just to let everybody know, you and I are very old and very good friends back from the University of North Carolina. So uh, appreciate it. It's always good to see you. And, and uh, we, <laughs> we don't see each other that often. So it's good, uh, good, good to see you on our Zoom um, podcast today. Well, this is the only way people are seeing me other than my family. So I'm used to it. Well, we'll tell us your podcast. Well, Peter, tell us a little bit about the, the, the work that you do as a consultant and the types of areas that you get into. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like that technology risk type things, which we're hearing so much about these days. And now, I guess, with supply chain, it's, it's, it's an even bigger issue that you're probably having to deal with. It is. Uh, what I like to say is that you're only as secure as your suppliers are and as your vendors are. So if you are if if you have a close relationship with a firm that does work for you and they have access to your employee list, you want to make sure that those, that that firm is making is taking all the uh, precautions necessary to protect it as you would protect it. Same as if they had your customer list. Same as if they had the passwords and access to your system. 
Uh, we all remember a couple years ago when Target was uh, breached and uh, they got they got hacked for all of the uh, information on clients. This was a problem because they had a HVAC supplier who had access to their environment and the HVAC vendor's environment was not as secure as Target. So someone targeted the HVAC vendor and then went into Target and got all the Target information. And while it wasn't Target's fault, the fact is that their supplier was not treating their data, the supplier's data, as well as the client, as well as Target treated theirs. So I do the, that assessment for firms, uh, for, for clients of ours, uh, looking at their cyber risk, looking at password policies, uh, looking at making sure that, you know, th that there's dual factor authentication for people dialing in if necessary, um, and also making sure that they have in place incident response plans and disaster recovery plans. And incident response is, you know, to think of it, the easiest way to think of it is if an employee of your supplier loses a laptop, what's on that laptop? Is Are your customers lists on there? Um, and if someone finds it, what can they do with it? You know, you remember back a couple of years ago, uh, Anthem was caught because someone lost a laptop with a whole lot of uh, their um, their uh, customers on it. So they were fined and, you know, rightly, uh, you know, rightly punished for. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen because our clients really don't want to have to deal with those issues and paying a little bit upfront to make sure that your firm is secure is probably makes a lot of sense. That's, you know, that's really our pitch. And that's what we go for uh, with, with our clients. Our clients tend to be larger firms who can afford to focus on it. But even small firms really need to ask the questions and make sure. Um, you know, right now we're living in a disaster recovery business continuity planning uh, example of making sure that, that firms, especially, you know, the, those in the New York area where employees can't go in, they have adequate plans in place and that the plans are tested. Um, you know, it's okay to have a plan, but if it's never tested, what's the point of it? You know, it, you don't want it failing when people need to execute on it. And uh, I, I'm assuming that most of the, uh, how, how easy is it for you doing this sort of work to, to move from doing it in an office to, to doing it at home? Now you're, now you're a telecommuter, like I guess many, many people. So how, how easy has that been? Well, my office was set up so that way we could, you know, we had access to the standard office tools. Uh, the people who I worked with uh, on, in my firm were close by. So we, we had a, you know, water cooler type relationship and we worked together um, and it was seeing people. But frankly, it wasn't a whole lot of difference because the firms that we were dealing with, we, we typically contacted them via email and uh, over the phone. So we were exchanging documents that way. And some firms, you know, one of the things we looked at is look at is policies. And some firms are reluctant to email their policies to you, but they're willing to show them to you over Zoom or WebEx. So, you know, we're used to using the tools. Uh, but, you know, it's always a case of being caught where you go home one day and you can't come back into the office. So, you know, I had to set up a laptop at home because my desktop machine was in my office uh, when when the uh, you know when we were told that we couldn't go in anymore. Um, not the end of the world, and the fact is that you know I could do it because we were prepared to do it. But 
it required a little bit of work. And when it turned out to be a long-term thing, as in more than a week, uh, had to buy a larger monitor to hook my laptop up to and a keyboard. So that way I could, you know, I wouldn't go blind looking at a small laptop screen. So, and, and in yeah, it sounds like the sort of work that you do, uh, maybe people don't think about it as much until crisis hits. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the work that you do is with people that plan for this and, and worry about these things beforehand. They've got, they've got security risk or they want to make sure that they're managing security risk. Is this, uh, you know, particularly when it comes to supply chain or, or people out there frantically searching for new suppliers at this point in time, or is that, that horse out of the barn right now? Well, colleagues of mine have been working on finding new suppliers, um, uh, new suppliers for items that they've uh, been looking at. Uh, but it's, it really is the fact that the horse is out of the barn. Um, you know, it's hard to do anything in an emergency situation. You know, part of my, another part of my role is to do contracts. And, you know, oftentimes, because we work with larger firms, we do RFPs, RFQs, we check out, you know, various firms, we then get them to bid against each other, and then choose someone who we think is both lowest cost, as well as highest quality, and balance those out. And it's not an immediate sort of thing. So, you know, if, if you're at, uh, you know, a Monday, when people are saying that you need to get this you know, you need a new supplier Thursday, it's a little tough, you know, and you're, you're behind the eight ball. Any, any leads on new toilet paper suppliers? No, but you know, Amazon is not delivering toilet paper. Now, uh, my subscribe and save is not executing. Costco is not mailing it, is not shipping it out. So I'm lucky we have a large supply, but those of you who uh, still have access, uh, I, I, I suggest you make sure you have enough for a while. Well, I will tell you a, a funny but true story. Uh, we had gone for several days uh, going to Walmart, not being able to get toilet paper. So I, one day after work, Jeff, I'm not even sure I told you this. I went into Walmart and they happened to be bringing out a, a brand new pallet just uh, less than a week ago. And I took a few uh, containers uh, containers? Uh, Come on, yeah, Gary. Containers. That's are not a good word. Are you a hoarder? No, packages. Okay. Uh, and so I'm walking uh, with my cart to uh, pay, and the guy started using the F word on me uh, four or five times saying, effing you, effing, and now I see why there's no effing uh, toilet paper and this and that. And I did my Jeff Neuville calm and just kept on walking as opposed to maybe turning to him and telling him what I really thought since I've been going a week, going to Walmart morning, noon, and night, not getting some. But I did, you know, those stories are true. I got cussed out at Walmart. Well, I, I, I just hope we don't get to a point where we have roving gangs, uh, you know, sticking us up for toilet paper. So uh, hopefully... I'm afraid I might get uh, mugged on the way out of Walmart with the fact that I they could see this, uh, toilet paper. Well, uh, <laughs> you don't know what to say to that. Yeah, well, it's it's it's. I I understand it's 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 been a challenge out there. So, uh, so so Peter, you're you've had to set up your home office uh, there in New York. You talked a little bit about the laptop and equipment. You as as I mentioned, you live in an apartment. You have uh, a family as well. How 
how are things working with the family? Have you had to come up with any uh, guidelines or rules for family for, hey, I'm working sort of thing? Your, your daughters are, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to know this, but I, I suspect uh, 16 and 12, or how close was I? Very close, 14 and 17. Um, they've actually been on vacation for the past two weeks. They're going back to school uh, online Monday. So we have it all set up on who's working where. Uh, my wife has also been working from home. So it's both of us working from home. You know, right now, they've been, my kids have been streaming stuff online. So our bandwidth is fine. And, uh, you know, we haven't had a problem with that. Um, you know, uh, when we have conference calls or something like that, if we can't uh, lock ourselves into one of the bedrooms, um, you know, we just do it where we need to do it and everyone uh everyone respects it the only sort of problem is the dog because she sees everyone home she's confused and she always wants to play so uh, occasionally you know one of us who isn't on a call has to take care of you know amusing the pup and and you, you how, how, so we're, we're here in late march how many weeks have you been doing the work from home thing um, let's see. Today is the 27th. 27th. Uh, 27th. I was home the 20th. I was home the 13th. Uh, I was home the Tuesday of that week of the 13th, which would have been the 9th. So since the 9th, I've, uh, since the 10th, I've been home. So, so about two home and a half. About two and a half weeks at this point in time. Yes. So, and have you found, are there any telecommuting tools or, or things that you can recommend to people that have been working well for you or whether they be technology or other types of things? Technology wise, I would say Zoom is the one that everyone knows about and that everyone hears about. And, you know, I would suggest everyone setting up a free account because you know, in the crunch when you have to set up a free account because you have someone doing a Zoom, it's, it, you know, just a little bit more pressure. But I, I urge everyone to do that um, because it's really a good tool. Uh, you know, even if you ha even if you use something else like Skype, uh, Zoom is uh, Zoom is a little bit better, I think. And if you're going to need it a lot, then pay for the subscription because, again, it could be worth it to you. Um, I was going to say, I think you can get a, I, I think the free version allows you to talk to people for 40 minutes before it cuts off. I think that's how the free version works. I believe that's true. Yeah. And I don't think you can have dial up numbers for the free version now that it all has to be voice over computer. Hmm. Any, any other technology tools that have been helpful to you? Um, any other technology tools? Uh, no, not that I can really not not that I can really think of not none that I don't use normally when I'm in the office. You know, I take I take notes on an iPad and I store everything in the cloud so that way I don't have to worry about not being able to access notebooks. Uh, so you know, again, the more you have, so that way it doesn't matter where you're working means you can work any place you want to. And I, I think that it's going to become closer to the new normal rather than just a DR solution. So, you know, you're, you're in New York City, which is really suffering. I, I don't know if suffer is the right word, but it has had more cases. Impacted. Of, 
more <laughs> impacted more impacted than any other city in the United States and and maybe arguably the world. I don't know, but uh, uh, you know, tell us just a little bit about what life is like at this point in New York City and how people are getting along. Uh, it's mainly you need to stay in your apartment as much as possible. You can go out to walk the dog, to exercise, but you need to keep away from people. Um, you can, supermarkets are open, pharmacies are open, restaurants are open, but only for delivery and takeout. Uh, so you, you can do those things. Now, there are firms that are deemed, and workers who are deemed essential, who are allowed to go into their offices and offices that are allowed to be open. Um, and in addition to the ones I mentioned before, uh, construction is also deemed, uh, is deemed essential. Um, all the medical staff and medical issues are deemed essential. So they can freely trans freely um, go around. Uh, there's no one stopping anyone. The police aren't saying, you know, where are your papers? And we, we don't have that. Um, but it is, you know, the, the police are making it a point and everyone's making a point to maintain distance from people. Um, and, you know, in a city like New York, uh, it's a little bit, it's very different from what we're used to. Um, and it's uh, pretty unnerving. So, so, I mean, I imagine you look out on a what is typically a very, very busy street and is it just deserted or just very few cars at this point in time? It's very quiet. You know, rush hour is very quiet. Um, times of the day when it would be uh, a lot of traffic, it just isn't there. Um, the upside is apparently pollution is way down, uh, you know, not just New York, but globally because of, you know, the lack of, per, uh, of, of industrial production is, is way down. Um, but, you know, it, it is a little tough and, uh, you know, it is a little um, unnerving. And, and you live very close to Central Park, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I assume that it's okay to go out and get some exercise every now and then. Is that, uh, is that still available to you? It's available and encouraged. They're encouraging people to go out and to get exercise, but to maintain distance. So people are still running in the park, biking in the park, walking in the park. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's still happening. And, uh, again, it's you know, lockdown and shelter in place isn't as dire as don't leave your apartment. Uh, most people choose not to leave their apartment much unless they're doing one of those activities or going, you know, to the, to the grocery store if they want to, or the pharmacy if they have to, um, and restaurants to pick up or having stuff delivered. But frankly, you know, we've always been in a city where you can get anything delivered at virtually any time. Now it's, you can get anything delivered at any time, but you may have to wait a while. Um, you know, grocery delivery, which you could use to get same day, uh, like on Amazon, it, um, Amazon Fresh or Whole Foods, is now, you know, if you're lucky to get a spot, it could be several days away. So you have to do a little bit more planning. Um, but again, um, you know, it's, it's just a bit of a change. So, so are you, it sounds to me like you guys are relying primarily on delivery or are you guys going after grocery stores or what's your, what's your personal situation? We're, we're relying on delivery, frankly. Um, and and are, are you like planning out that, you know, what, you know, here in, here in North Carolina, you know, my wife sat down with, with uh, me and my son this weekend and said, you know, 
I don't want to go to the uh, grocery store that often. Often we need to plan out for the next week. You know, how far are you looking at when it comes to that? Uh, week two. You know, I have an order from Amazon scheduled for tomorrow. I have an order from Wegman scheduled for uh, mid next week, and I have an order from uh, Stop and Shop Peapod scheduled for you know the following weekend. So, you know, the, the biggest issue is getting fruit and is getting fresh fruit and vegetables because they only last so long. Um, but other than that, you know, the freezers are friend. I have toilet paper for two months. Uh, if we ration it and use it wisely, we do. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully we won't be doing a podcast for uh alternatives for toilet paper in the, in the near future. I don't think that's going to show up on our entrepreneur exchange podcast. At least I'm hopeful. We'll see. So Peter, any other uh, advice that you have? If, uh, if, if uh, we get an order here in North Carolina saying that we have to stay in place and can't venture out except to grocery stores, any other advice that you'd share with us for preparing for something like that or from working from home? Yeah. Um, have an, you know, be able to get some exercise, however you, you can, um, because it really does help. Um, Peloton has, uh, has increased their, um, free trial from 30 days to 90 days. And they include not just their bicycling, which doesn't really help if you don't have a stationary bike, but also, um, things such as, uh, strength, stretching, cardio, uh, that you can do with and yoga, which you can do with minimal equipment. So take a look at that. Um, and, and there are other uh, other applications which they're opening up and increasing the free trials up. Uh, you know, and it's you know it, it is a change. You know, there, there's no uh, there's no getting around it that it is different from what most people do. So appreciate being able to walk around freely and uh, do everything right now. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're getting to walk around as well. It's just uh, you know, and and. And, and we're certainly getting the message that social distancing is is important and necessary. So it's not like uh, we're uh, hanging out in groups or anything. I mean, I think for the, I can't speak for Gary. I can speak for myself. And that uh, you know, I'm I'll, I've made some visits to grocery stores or, or retail stores, but I'm I'm trying to minimize that. And and uh, you know, once we go home, we're we're pretty much home. It's not like we're going out and socializing at this point in time so right we're all sort of in that same boat right we're no one's going out for dinner right yeah i go pick up at drive-thrus for dinner and i think i think gary and his wife's uh, clubbing schedule has been really really diminished at this point in time yes that's true that's true well other than when she gets mad at me and pulls a golf club on me that's 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 the idea of clubbing in the Mueller household. All right, very good. So, um, well, Peter, uh, we really appreciate uh, having you on the Entrepreneur Exchange. Is you know, I, I you know, are are there ways people if they want to reach out and contact you? I'm not sure you want to be contacted at this point in time, but if, uh, <laughs> I, I imagine you're out there in LinkedIn in various places. Yeah, I am, and uh, otherwise. Uh they can get in touch with you and you can pass it off to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. But while we have you, are you okay to play our, uh, our lightning round? Certainly. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, our lightning round is again, this month sponsored by Globo gym. 
you know, if you need to lose some weight, really, you should, you really probably can't go to anybody's gym, but you can't go to Globo Gym. Globo Gym is really where you want to go if you already look good. And you should check out Globo Gym on the internet. But uh, we've got some quick questions for you, Peter. So, uh, so here we go with our lightning round. When you get out of your stay in place mandate, where do you want to take your family for your first vacation post coronavirus? Either Disney World or Death Valley. Sort of a big mix there, but okay. Uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Godfather movies? Star Wars. Who is the Burger King? Joel Broadway's the Burger King. 80s rock and roll, B-52s or the police? B-52s. I thought you'd go the other way there. I think yeah, that you I think you introduced me to the police and I'm grateful for that. So thank you. Um at least taken a couple different ways. True. <laughs> <laughs> Salmon or tilapia? Salmon. Tilapia eats species. Okay, thank you. Uh is it okay to wear socks with sandals? Absolutely. I think you've done that for many a year. I've done that since the 20s. Hector's Greek grilled cheese or timeout fried chicken? Oh, uh, it's going to be Greek grilled cheese. Okay. Last question. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Uh, telekinesis. Fair enough. Will that help make the virus go away? Can't you have that superpower? No. That's beyond telekinesis. Okay. Well, Peter, we it is wonderful speaking with you. I appreciate you joining us for the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network. Uh, needless to say, people should be checking out the Mesh.tv because there are a lot of podcasts out there. And uh, these days, you might be looking for some ways to spend some time. So go to the Mesh.tv and be checking them out. Uh, we always like to wind up our uh, podcast by sharing some small businesses of interest. And uh, Peter, you have a small business that you'd like to share with us. Well, first of all, I think that the overriding thing is restaurants, because restaurants in New York are really suffering because they can't serve people. Um, a lot of them have turned to uh, to take out and uh, they can even actually you can even actually take out and get delivered alcohol now which you used to not be able to in new york but in, in the same vein there's an app called slice s-l-i-c-e um and it's the website is slicelife.com and they are a um, service that works with pizzerias to uh for delivery and it's similar to grubhub and seamless which deliver all over Slice takes a smaller cut uh, from the pizzeria owners, and they're all sm- and pizzeria owners are typically very small businesses. The other thing Slice is doing now is you're able to give them money and buy a pizza for healthcare workers, and they're delivering pizzas to hospitals. So you know, even if you're not in an area near Slice and you want to take care of healthcare workers, you can buy a pizza and uh, you know get it delivered. And you know, it, it does two things: it keeps the restaurant people in business. Um, and that whole chain, um, but it also gets the first responders who are, you know, the medical personnel who can't get out, uh, gives them free food. 
And, and where can people find them? SliceLife.com or on the, or on the uh, Apple or Google web stores under Slice. And they're in many cities, not just New York. All right. Well, I, I, that sounds like a good one. And it does make me want some New York pizza in that uh, North Carolina still struggles in that area. So uh, I do miss that anyway. Well, come on up. We got plenty. Well, at some point, at some point, I look forward to doing that. Uh, Gary, what, uh, what's your small business this month? Thanks, Jeff. My small business of the month is Catawba Farms, which is set on 34 beautiful acres in Newton, North Carolina. At its heart is the Peacock Inn, a historic five bed, bed and breakfast inn. It's also a vineyard and a winery, as well as it's a venue for weddings, receptions, reunions, parties, all types of events. Catawba Farm hosts a wide variety of events, as I said, on their grounds, including live music, festivals, fun activities for the whole family. On the property, you also will find a tasting room, a vineyard, picnic area, farm store, farm animals to interact with as you wander the fields. It's a great place to be and visit. The tasting room experience features also a guided and curated tasting of all their beers and wine. Uh, for tasting, you can also uh, buy it by the glass. And they also have food that they prepare on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. It's a great place. Uh, their uh, owners, Twyla Deese, Dennis Balcom, and Michael Waltet, wonderful people. They're passionate about working with our community to make it the best place to live, work, and play. They're also outstanding business partners of the colleges. You know why I'm uh, touting them today. Of course, for their business is great, but they are great partners. Uh, they're also providing real-life work experiences for our students and advertising. Uh, Turfgrass are working on special projects as we speak. Um, they've created a new wine called Red Hawk Red in honor of the CVCC and Catawba Farms partnership. So I recommend Catawba Farms to everyone because there's something for each person who visits. Well, we, and we hope they're doing this on a takeout basis, at least in the short term, you know. So, yeah. uh, so we want to get drive-by beer, wine, food, and everything from Catawba Farms at this point in time. You know, I need to check that out to see if you can just drive down 321 and uh, hand it off. But they're great partners, and it's a, they're really doing some neat things. They also have uh, other businesses that they're working on. And uh, we want to support them wherever possible. No, that sounds like a good one as well. So uh, small business that I'm going to shout out is one, and maybe we've even shouted out for them before, but it's a company called New Fabrics. It's N-U-F-A-B-R-X. Uh, and you can find them at newfabrics.com. And uh, it was founded by, um, it's, a, it's they're working with our local manufacturing solution center in Conover, North Carolina. Uh, was founded by a young man named Jordan Schindler, who uh, uh, had some skin issues and, and came up with a way to infuse um, medicinal products into fabric. And uh, you know, he's he's had a very nice business going down there. They do everything from gloves to yoga pants to knee sleeves. They put in uh CBD or infuse yarns with, with um, various chemicals to assist with pain. But the reason we're giving them a shout out today is because they're uh, trying to quickly shift some of their production to uh, medical masks and, and protective gear. And, and they're not the only company that's doing that, but we certainly uh, 
uh, want to uh, commend them and, and all manufacturing companies that are sort of recognizing that there's a need out there for some of these products that uh, there could be shortages, could be shortages in New York City. So uh, give a shout out today to New Fabrics in Conover, North Carolina. Check them out at newfabrics.com. And uh, um, that's, that's our small business this month. So anyway. Uh, that's a good choice. As I was talking to you earlier, uh, my research department, Tammy Muller, looking into small businesses, uh, recommended uh, Jordan's business today. I think it's a great thing. They're doing well otherwise, but it's a great thing they're doing now. And also in my research, as I was coming in, I was listening to Golik and Wingo on ESPN, and they were talking to I think the part owner of the Sixers uh, and another protein. Uh, oh, they have Phillies, obviously, because his business side business is Philly Fanatics. You know their mascot, mm-hmm. and it's a textile firm that makes different things. And they have switched. They were laying people off because of the required layoff of manufacturers in Pennsylvania, but now they're doing masks and gowns uh, to help all the healthcare industry. So people are. It's really cool to see what's happening. People are pivoting and also doing it all for the right reason, good causes. That's good. Well, look, we, uh, number one, uh, want to thank Peter for joining us today. And uh, Pete, uh, you know, we, we wish you the best. And I know that your your, your dog is waving uh, goodbye as well. And, and I know <laughs> the dog has, has uh, her own Instagram account. Are, are people allowed to visit the Instagram account? Yes, it's Cassandra the Cavachon on Instagram. Cassandra the Cavachon. Yes, and she posts most every day. And and how does one spell Cavachon? C-A-V-A-C-H-O-N. Cassandra the Cavachon. She's half Cavalier, half Bichon. She's a beautiful dog. Yeah, she's she's looking cute today. So anyway, if you want to, you you might not be able to find Peter, but you can find Cassandra out there on Instagram. So check that out. We want to thank uh, our friends at the Mesh Podcast Network uh, for letting us to continue our podcast and under some challenging circumstances and and utilizing the technology to make it work. And as I said, check out the uh, all the podcasts at themesh.tv and then also a good way to reach out to people. So uh, so contact them if you're interested in, in participating in those podcasts. Uh, Gary, we'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, but uh, we look forward to coming back next month with another Entrepreneur Exchange. And we say hello to all of the folks out there and say hang in there and and uh, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. So take yep. care. I look forward to be back next month and everybody stay safe and healthy. Prayers be with everybody. Take care.